When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. The NFT market, it's widening. It's really about bringing that full package. Um, and again, in, in the case of baseball, if I'm a fan of baseball, I may love a particular player. Um, but I'm really interested in collecting that player uh, because, you know, he's wearing his jersey. That's Scott Lawen, CEO of Candy Digital, who is helping the pastime enter the modern market. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The pandemic opened up the collectible marketplace in ways few could have seen coming. Traditional memorabilia it skyrocketed across all marketplaces. Fanatics, the parent company of Candy Digital, has become the new licensed providers of trading cards for professional baseball, basketball, and football. And of course, there is this nascent, but growingly valuable NFT market. Our guest this week is Scott Lowen, who is the CEO of Candy Digital, which is a next-gen digital collectible company that just announced the launch of a new project with Major League Baseball called the MLB Stadium Series. Hey, Scott, how are you? Thank you for, thank you for joining us. Hey, Bram. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so, all right, you are in the NFT space, which has been exploding here over the last couple of years. Um, before we get into this specific launch with MLB, um, just give me your general sense of what has happened here and why it's happened so fast in this space. Absolutely. I, um, I guess I'd say I'll, I'll rewind the clock a little bit back to 2017, you know, which is really when NFTs started to be introduced into the crypto community. Um, the Crypto Kitties project was probably the first one that, that got some real attention uh, around a unique digital collectible. But other than a few, you know, news articles didn't really uh, capture mainstream uh, attention. But what it did is it, it started a series of projects that were released and developed from 2017, really through the end of 2020, um, mainly uh, followed and populated by the by the crypto community. Um, one of those projects uh, was the NBA Top Shot product, um, which uh, came out of Dapper Labs and, and launched in the middle of 2020. And when it first launched, uh, it was well received, but didn't have a lot of traction. What we saw, and so, uh, you know, as, as we kind of looked at the market, um, and, and from, I come from the Galaxy digital side of the business, which sort of has a front row seat to, uh, the developments in the crypto community, both infrastructure and content. You know, in 2020, we like to say other, other than in the crypto community, it was kind of a time when very few people knew how to spell NFT. Um, you know, that obviously changed in the beginning of the year uh, with very high profile sale of the, the people piece at Christie's and, and kind of the explosion of the upshot product. And, and what we cite of underlying crypto assets, Bitcoin and Ethereum in particular, 
had risen uh, asymptotically in the beginning of the year. And uh, folks who were active in the cryptocurrency community were really looking at other projects and other assets, both as a diversification play, as well as, you know, what they saw was something that was undervalued and may have a dramatic price rise. And so, um, you know, the Top Shot product kind of came along at the, it was in the right place at the right time uh, with one of the big moves in crypto, uh, you know, broadly driven by the crypto community. But I think from our perspective, what it, what it did prove is that sports in many ways is kind of a gateway drug for mass market to start to pay attention to these assets. And so what we did see uh, in the beginning of the year was, was folks who hadn't been active in cryptocurrencies, um, but loved sports and loved basketball, taking a look at this, uh, this product and saying, okay, um, you know, one, what's an NFT? And then two, how do I, how do I collect this? And three, um, you know, what does it, what does it mean over time, whether from a money-making perspective or from a collective perspective? I'm curious, uh, just your perspective of right now, um, the people who are active, active in it, are they investors? Are they collectors? Is it weighted one way or the other at this point? Yeah, it's a great question, and I'd say it's a bit of a mix. Um, you know, we think about the market in kind of three different tiers. There's the there's the crypto community who are very passionate about cryptocurrency and decentralized finance, uh, and big believers that you know we're sort of moving to a decentralized world of digital asset ownership. Um, these type of collectibles, uh, and whether we're talking about a sports-based collectible or a crypto punk or a, uh, or a, uh, a digital rock, um, they're looking at these as kind of the early uh, examples of the community and early examples of sort of where they think going. So um, it's important collectively, folks, it's investment because they believe culturally it's going to hold value and value over time. Um, group of, of folks, I would say, are, are folks who are traders. And, you know, they're interested in products that uh, they see as being either under uh, discovered or undervalued, that if they're in early, they believe those prices will rise over time. And so, you know, they're investing, but they're also kind of trading back and forth. Uh, and then there are folks who are just big believers in their passion. So they may love crypto. They may, and in our case, uh, with our baseball projects, they may love baseball. And so this is Nirvana to be able to bring two of their passions together in something that represents their love of the sport uh, and strengthens their connection to the, you know, to the crypto community. All right, let's get into the sports side of it a little bit. You had mentioned Top Shot, which of course is sanctioned by the NBA and works with Dapper Labs. You are doing this particular project, which I'll ask you about specifically in a moment with Major League Baseball. And obviously a lot of athletes, are doing this on their own and they are building their own set of collections that are going out there into the marketplace. Um, where do you stand on the literal affiliation with the leagues themselves as mattering in terms of the value long-term for these collectibles? So one of the great things about NFTs uh, is they're incredibly democratic. Uh, you know, the, the technology to write a smart contract, to create a unique piece of, of digital content and then to be able to sell it on a market, uh, anyone can do. We could record this uh, interview right now. We could mint it as an NFT while we're on the call and we could put it up on open to sell it. Um, probably wouldn't get a whole lot of uh, bids in the secondary market, right? But, but we could do that as creators. Yeah, don't sell a short, um, Scott. Don't sure. sell a short. You don't know. You don't know the answer <laughs> to that. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe this will be a Jack Dorsey moment, you know, uh, <laughs> 10 years in the future. But, um, you know, many of the individual athletes are taking advantage of that and creating assets uh, without league and team marks that they're selling to their fans. And, and there, are, there are absolutely buyers who are interested in that. Our view and our approach to the space, however, is as we sort of look into the future, is that utilizing authentic and officially licensed marks to create these assets are, are really what will distinguish um, these digital products that will hold an increased value over time. And everything that we're doing at Candy is really focused around uh, the fan experience and the collector mindset. And so as we start to think about you know, the partnerships that we want to enter into, the products that we want to introduce to the marketplace. It's really about bringing that full package. Um, and again, in, in the case of baseball, if I'm a fan of baseball, I may love a particular player, um, but I'm really interested in collecting that player uh, because you know he's wearing his jersey with his team marks, with the league marks, and I know that this is an authentic and official asset. It isn't something that somebody just scraped off the internet and created an NFT out of. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What do fans and collectors tell you they want? when you're building an NFT for them? What, what do they want? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think everyone wants something different. Um, we've got a really active uh, Discord community. Um, you know, welcome, I would invite folks to, to join our Discord and, and become part of the discussion because it's a, it's a really active and supportive community. And one of the great things about that is we hear, we get a lot of feedback um, from fans on what they're looking for. I think for the, I'll, I'll answer it generically and then I'll give you some specifics. I think generically what people are looking for are assets that have meaning and emotional connection, mm. right? And, and this is kind of how we think about the space, which is being a fan is about your identity. It's about being a member of your tribe who follows, you know, a particular team or follows a particular athlete. And it's connecting back to that community. And so what, what we hear from, you know, from the followers of Candy and from our early adopters um, is that one, they want more, right? They, they, they want more things uh, uh, around baseball that you know, connect them to the team, or become things that they can display with their friends, that they can hold on to um, and, and tell their story as a fan. Um, and then they are also interested in things that connect back to the moments of the game and not just any moment. So, you know, they're, they're not looking for a video clip of every home run from the previous night but the important moments that are defining for their team or defining for the sport, because that, those are the emotional moments, whether it's the, you know, the success or the failure that you as a fan and that you become part of your memory bank. And so that, that's really what we're focused on. And that's, that's the feedback we hear from our community. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the stadium series. Uh, what was the genesis of it and what are you doing with major league baseball? So stadium series is really, is really our project. Uh, where we're working with each of the teams. Um, Candy, we launched our first project in, uh, on July 4th, which was kind of bringing a historic Lou Gehrig speech together with this new technology we're really 
happy to do that and, and have the proceeds of that support ALS charities. But we really, uh, leading up to our platform launch, which is going to be in October, wanted to do a project with each of the, the MLB teams. And so we partnered with uh, an artist named S. Preston. He's an officially licensed artist. Um, has created a series of minimalist artwork celebrating each of the uh, the 30 stadiums. And we've uh, announced a schedule uh, of releases um, somewhere between two and four a week, uh, which started uh, three weeks ago and really runs through the end of September uh, with two offerings for each team, uh, a one-of-one one, uh, digital version of that artwork, which includes a, a special package. Each team is putting together uh, an experience package include uh, VI uh, or other some un some unique uh, experience or, or item tied to uh, that stadium and the team. And then an open edition of the artwork that's available from the time we launch the auction till we close it for four days. That's that digital representation uh, of that artwork uh, that becomes that collectible representation of the, uh, of the stadium. Along with that, um, we've included a special bonus for any collectors or fans who purchase all 30 of the stadiums, there'll be a special uh, a special NFT uh, and reward kind of at the end of the release um, for the folks who are building that collection over time. Tell me a little bit about working with Major League Baseball in this space. Obviously, they've worked with collectibles for a very, very, very long time. So this is not new to them, but this is a this is a nascent, as, as we've kind of described here, space for them. What are they saying to you? Is it a have at it, go make something really cool, or are there a lot of guardrails up for, for what they want to see built in and around their game? Uh, you know, Major League Baseball was the to launch with because not only do they have a you know, spectacular history uh, of the sport and really, you know, American culture, um, but they also have a great track record of being innovators from a technology perspective. And so, um, you know, they're really interested in understanding how this technology, you know, doesn't just provide a commercial opportunity, but how it really helps them connect with fans and bring the next generation of baseball fans into the game. Um, that said, uh, you know, they're, uh, they've got a really important brand and they want to make sure that the way that we approach the marketplace is one that's sustainable uh, and uh, you know builds on the momentum of bringing more and more folks into this digital space who are traditional fans. And so it's really been a great partnership for us, um, where you know we present them ideas on uh, how we see product and product development. They come to us with feedback from the teams and from folks in the organization. And so you know, I'd call it kind of a true partnership as we build this new business together. Um, I, I, this may be a leap too far, but I've talked to others in this space and I'm just curious it, it, as, as you kind of view all of this and you're in this collectible space, um, the old fashioned way of going to a game, I would get a ticket and then I'd go in there and then I'd probably buy something from a store and walk out of there either for me or my kid or whatever as a memento of the day. Um, now the tickets on my phone, we're doing everything in the stadium digitally. And I do think, and others have said this, and I wonder where you are on it, that a digital collectible potentially could be created and sold on site from the moments that you have. Do you see that as something in the near term? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're big believers that um, for digital assets to have meaning, they really need to connect back to the fan experience. And so we are creating um, 
spe- you know specific assets and specific experiences that you know only would be available if you're at the game, if you're at the stadium, or you know watching the game at home or or in the bar with your friends. So really connecting you back to and rewarding you for that participation in the sport. Um, the other thing that we think is really important is with our our partner and our majority owner fanatics is connecting digital assets and physical assets together. And so, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a decision between, hey, I'm I'm either going to buy the baseball hat to commemorate my trip to the stadium, or I'm going to buy the NFT of that spectacular play. Um, Those two things could be linked together as well. And so as fans who want to wear a a piece of apparel or own something that they put on their shelf to kind of commemorate and show their passion for the team, they also can have a digital asset that can be shared and become meaningful in a similar way. And so we see those two paths or those three paths, really digital, physical, and experiential as being tied very tightly. You just mentioned fanatics and obviously um, they made massive news in the collectible marketplace over the last week with their new partnership with major league baseball and the NBA, I believe football as well um, where tops is no longer the primary provider of trading cards um, and physical, literal assets. Um, can you just kind of give me a sense of, of what the reaction has been in your world and, and in the reaction in general to what has been a major landscape change in the collectible marketplace? Yeah, I, I mean, that, those physical card deals are outside of candy. Those are, yeah. uh, those are with fanatics. And, and, you know, I think as some of the existing licenses roll off with the card companies, you know, fanatics is stepping into their shoes. I think from our perspective, it just underscores Fanatics' commitment to the space and really being um, the leader in uh, global sports uh, you know, fandom across physical apparel, across physical trading cards, um, obviously with their investment in candy from a digital asset perspective. And then they've announced you know, they're getting into the gaming space as well. And so I, I, I just think um, you know, Michael Rubin has done a spectacular job of uh, growing the company and kind of pivoting and presenting products and businesses to fans that just deepen that connection to the game. Scott Lauren is the CEO of Candy Digital. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Bram. Appreciate it. On the next Future Sport Podcast, finding the right fit for your college career. It's got a next level platform. The athletes themselves, once they start to think about, okay, what is the vision that I have? And that's something that they can do with their coaches. They can talk about, like, what, what, do, what do we think we want to do here? Let's put together a plan. But ultimately, when they, when they find a, a school that has the right size, that has the right geographic location, has the right major, um, then it's all about really learning about the dynamics of that team, this coaching staff. That's Brenton Sullivan, founder of Field Level, who created a LinkedIn for coaches and athletes to find each other. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.